What is going on, everybody? This is JC from the Fight Stance Podcast. I'm here to give you a little recap of UFC 227, give you my thoughts on the card, uh, also talk a little MMA hearsay. That's what we call, you know, our in the news segment. Um, some news articles that have come out, some statements by fighters, just just some uh, things that we see going on in the MMA world. Um, and to give you my thoughts on those, first of all, I'm going to see how much I can get through here. My wife took my car today and my laptop charger is in my car. So I don't have a charger. I'm rocking around 20 something percent right now. And I'm trying to get through this. Um, also, we have a Twitter poll going right now on the Fight Stance Podcast Twitter page. If you don't follow it, it is at Fight Stance Pod, P-O-D. Uh, but the Twitter is the Twitter poll is in reference to what you like to see from your podcast. Do you like to listen to your podcast while you're out, you know, walking your dog, while you're driving your car? Or do you actually like to sit and watch a video on YouTube or however you want to watch it? And actually visually see your podcasters. Um, myself and Flex, we've talked about improving our podcast, about going to video podcasts eventually. And we kind of want to get a consensus on what everybody thinks. I will let everybody know right now that I do not have the capabilities of going to video. I, I purchased this laptop. I purchased a $179 laptop. <laughs> Let's get that out there, okay? I purchased this laptop with no intentions of doing a podcast. We had every intention of using Flex's, uh, his his laptop, which he has a much better uh, laptop for our podcast. And I did not intend to do my own solo podcast. So I bought this for school only. I said, I need Microsoft Office and that's it. And uh, here I am trying to do a podcast on a $179 laptop. So I hope to upgrade hopefully by the new year, by 2019, and uh, put out a better product for you guys. Um, but yeah, let, let us know what you think. You do, do you like video? Do you like audio? And uh, we'll try to try to make sure we get the best version of our podcast out to you guys. Um, jumping right into UFC 227, I thought it was a great card. Uh, 2018 and maybe 2017 they've all had this trend of the cards that aren't hyped quite as much that don't have the biggest names on them they end up being up the best cards that maybe they don't sell many pay-per-views but they end up having the best fights um there were a ton of fights that were that were good on this card but uh i want to talk mainly about the main event and the co-main event Starting with the flyweight championship, uh, Demetrius Johnson uh, against Henry Cejudo. Demetrius Johnson has held this title for years now. He hasn't lost a fight in years. Um, he's never lost at flyweight. He's the only flyweight champion that we've ever known. Um, but there was just there was just this feeling about Henry Cejudo going into this fight, and uh, I saw a lot of people share that same feeling, but I, I posted on Twitter. I said, I 100% don't think that Cejudo is going to win this fight, but I think that he has the best chance to beat DJ that we have ever seen in DJ's reign as champion. It was just a weird feeling where he's already seen DJ once. He knows how he fights. He went back for two years. He improved as a fighter. 
and you just had that feeling that we were going to get an improved Henry Cejudo. Um, and that's what we saw. I thought, I thought it was a fantastic fight. I saw a lot of people saying it was the best flyweight, uh, fight that they've ever seen. Definitely best flyweight championship fight. Um, maybe, maybe the John Dodson fight would, uh, would, would compete with it, but it was a fantastic fight. Um, very close came down to a split decision at the end of the fight. I did have Henry Cejudo winning three rounds to two. Um, I had him winning rounds two, four, and five, but they were, they were close. All right. They were razor close, razor thin. And, um, Demetrius Johnson, I mean, what, what more can you say about this guy? He's been a champion forever. Probably forgot what losing felt like. And, uh, he handled this, this loss like a true, true champion. Um, and Henry Cejudo, I thought Henry Cejudo handled it really well. Um, the UFC has a chance to market him a little more. I think the fans kind of uh, felt that, that that division was dry for a long time because when you have a champion that is that dominant and you don't expect him to lose, people stop watching. So you have a guy in Henry Cejudo who has an Olympic gold medal, now has the flyweight championship. Um, he speaks three languages. I didn't know he spoke Portuguese. Obviously, no, he speaks Spanish. Um, you can market him in different countries. Um, and, and, and it's just a different look. So we'll see how the UFC decides to market that division going forward. I'm interested. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about post-fight. Uh, Cejudo called out TJ Dillashaw. He says, hey... If TJ wants to come down to 125, we'll talk, but I want to go up to 135 and pump the brakes here, Henry Cejudo, all right? Pump the brakes here. I understand some people wanted Demetrius Johnson to to fight TJ Dillashaw, have that super fight, but we're talking about two different things here. Demetrius Johnson had cleaned out his division to the point that people were bored with his fights because they just assumed that he would win. So... Demetrius Johnson had that case for a super fight if he so chose to do so. Henry Cejudo, you don't have that same uh, that same opportunity, that's that same stance here. Um, yes, you have beaten Sergio Pettis. Yes, you have uh, actually. I can't remember who got that uh, Joseph Benavidez fight. It was so close. I think they gave it to Benavidez, but a lot of people felt Suhudo won. I'll double check on that. But regardless, I don't want to see Henry Suhudo against uh against TJ Dillashaw. I don't think it's the right fight. I don't think TJ wants it. I don't know what Henry Suhudo's next fight will be. Um But I can tell you, and yes, I just checked. It was a split decision loss for Henry Cejudo against Joseph Benavidez. But a lot of people felt that Henry Cejudo won. So maybe it's a a rematch with Benavidez. Um, He's he's wiped out a lot of this division. I will give him that. But uh, his next fight, he's, he's got more options than TJ Dillashaw. And as a champion, you would like to see him defend that belt a few more times now Demetrius is saying that he hurt his foot 
that he possibly tore his LCL um, and he may need some time to recover. Whenever DJ decides that he is ready to fight again, whenever that is, and it could be three months, six months, a year, whenever he decides to fight again, his first fight will be for a title. If Henry Cejudo still holds that belt, it'll be a rubber match for the title. If it's somebody else, Demetrius Johnson will challenge for the title. When a guy has set the record for the most title defenses in UFC history, his next fight is for the title. You look at Demetrius, you know, his last few fights, and people say they were bored with uh, watching his fights because they always assumed he was going to win. So how bored will will you be with a Demetrius Johnson fight that's not for a title, and he's just fighting some guy to get back to a title shot? You're going to know that Demetrius Johnson's going to run through that guy. He's arguably the best pound-for-pound fighter of all time. Arguably, you know, a lot of people are saying Daniel Cormier now, and there's different arguments out there, but he's he's in that argument. He's top three, guaranteed, guaranteed. So his next fight will be for the title. It has to be. There's there's no other way around it. Um. But yeah, I I really did uh. I, I did enjoy Suhudo's performance and uh, congratulations to him. Uh, moving on to the main event, uh, Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw. Um, everybody knows the history between these two. Um, I don't have to go through that again, but everybody knows the animosity that they have towards each other. Um, all the drama, the, the ultimate fighter history and so on and so forth. Um, I am a Cody Garbrandt guy. Flex is a TJ Dillashaw guy. And I've never been against TJ Dillashaw as a fighter. Ever. Um, As soon as Cody Garbrandt won the title against Dominic Cruz. And we started to talk about could he beat TJ Dillashaw. The first thing that came to my mind. I said TJ Dillashaw is such a diverse striker. And that's the. That's the. That's what he didn't have. I'm sorry. That's what Cody Garbrandt didn't have when he was fighting against Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz isn't going to throw a bunch of head kicks. You know, Uh, he has to worry about Dominic Cruz's hands and that's it. Whereas TJ Dillashaw, you have to prepare for many more obstacles when you fight a guy like TJ Dillashaw. And I said that TJ Dillashaw would beat Cody Garbrandt the first time. I said that all the way up until the day of the fight. And then I switched it to Cody Garbrandt, and I regretted that decision. For this fight, I said, you know what? Let me just go with Cody Garbrandt again. Just just, just with my bias. And uh, I, was, I was wrong again, although I didn't really sit there and analyze it. You know, a lot of people thought it would end up the same way. It did. Um, but there's, there's, there's some things that, that led to it ending up the same way. In that first fight that they had... Cody got clipped, all right? Now, when Cody gets clipped, something sparks in him where he says, I don't need to cover up. I just need to start swinging for the fences and try to finish him while I'm hurt. The second fight, the same thing happened. He got clipped. He's on the ground, okay? He's trying to get up off the ground, and TJ is just throwing shots into his head unprotected. He's not blocking the shots, okay? 
He's not turtling up. He's not doing anything. He's just trying to get back up to his feet, and he's taking unprotected shots to the head. And that's an issue, all right? That's that's an issue in how he fights. If he would take the time to recover, I don't know how these fights would have ended up. Maybe he lasts the rest of the round, you know? Maybe he lasts to a, a second round or a third round. But he has this, this, this uh, mentality where he doesn't try to recover when he's hurt. He doesn't try to cover up when he's hurt. He tries to will his way to a victory in that moment. And uh, that's that's an issue that Cody Garbrandt has in the way that he fights. TJ, obviously a masterful, masterful performance. You know, impressed as always. The reason I don't like TJ is I'm not a fan of his his personality. He reminds me of that that younger brother that always gets upset when he's not invited out with his older brother and his friends, and then he goes and cries about it. Except TJ is in his 30s, you know? He just has this this uh, immature, this uh, I'm always getting picked on. I don't know why everybody picks on me. Like, that's the kind of mentality that TJ has, that I see in TJ. And it annoys the hell out of me. That's That's my reasoning for not being a big fan of TJ Dillashaw. As a champion can't say enough about his performances um you know we'll, we'll see who's next uh, I don't know who you guys think can beat him right now I'm hoping they give him the Marlon Marais fight I think Marlon's earned it I think Marlon gives him a great challenge uh it would be a great striking battle um you know there's there's the Sun Sal fight which I don't think we want to see they just recently fought at UFC 200, and TJ made that look pretty easy. Um, a Sun Sal doesn't sell himself in any type of way. So I don't see that happening. I don't see the UFC trying to trying to uh, promote that fight. Um, Cejudo, I already spoke on that. I don't want to see that fight. So I, I'm hoping that they make TJ Dillashaw versus Marlon Marais. It's the best option. Um so I'm going to move on to some MMA hearsay sticking with the Cody and uh Cody and TJ fight. TJ made a comment about Cody after the fight that Cody doesn't have a chin. Um I don't know I don't know what to say about that. You know, it's it's tough to say when the only guy that's knocked him out is TJ. You know, is it just TJ has has his number? I think that's quite the possibility. Um, Cody's, Cody's taking these hits. He's just not, uh, he's not, he's not protecting himself after he takes the shot. He gets hurt and he doesn't protect himself and he doesn't try to recover and it makes it look like he doesn't have a chin. So not really sure on that. Um, but just some, just some more news. Let's, let's, let's get to some more news on, uh, what we've, what we've had from a big, a big week in the MMA world. First, Dustin Poirier against Nate Diaz. What a fucking fight. What a fucking fight, ladies and gentlemen. We've been waiting on the Nate Diaz return. Um, I think this fight with Dustin Poirier is great. I said on Twitter, if you want to build a guy, if you want to build a guy into a star, which they would like to do with Dustin Poirier, you take a guy like Nate Diaz, you let Dustin Poirier 
go out there and beat Nate Diaz, assuming he wins. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. I'm just saying, assuming Dustin Poirier wins, you put Dustin Poirier on the map as a household name. That's how you build a household name. You let him beat a star from yesteryear. All right, so this is a huge fight for Dustin Poirier. Even though he's fighting a guy who's ranked number 10, the reason he took the fight, it's the big stage, it's Madison Square Garden, it's the bright lights, and it's a big name. And it's going to get promoted. It's going to get the press conferences. People are going to know who Dustin Poirier is, and that could get him a title shot. All right, because that's what, that's what he wants. So big fight. Diaz, who knows what's going on with Diaz after his... uh. Very cryptic tweet of, I'm not fighting on that card. Fuck the UFC. I'm sure you guys saw that. Nobody knows what that means. Nobody knows what's going on in in Diaz's head. And uh, we can only hope that this fight goes through. But, uh, man, what a, what a fight. You're going to see a hell of a boxing match. Those are the, arguably the two best boxers in the lightweight division. So, uh Hell of a hell of a fight, man. Hell of a fight. Um, the biggest news, absolute biggest news, was the announcement of Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay, the biggest fight in UFC history is being called. Um, I can tell you guys, I have already requested and received off of work for October six because I am not missing this card. I've mentioned that I have not paid for a pay per view since. UFC 200, I will be paying for this card. And UFC 230, if you put a good headliner on that one, give me a uh, Holloway Ortega or uh, give me Holloway Ortega, I'll say that. And I will be paying for UFC 230 as well. I'm going to have a fight party for both. Uh, we are discussing doing a fight companion style uh, podcasts. For you guys to follow along with as you watch at home, I think that would be a blast. Have about three or four guys that I could get in on that, and we'd be just we just have a great time, and you guys can listen along. But uh, you know, UFC 229, Conor Khabib, what a fucking fight! I was on record saying that that fight would never happen. I didn't think Conor was gonna take the fight, and uh, it's it's finally gonna happen, which can't be more thrilled about. Um, I'll say what they need to do with this card though. What they need to do is they need to stack this card, not with big names. Okay. And I, I don't know of any big names that they can really stack it with a co-main. I'm trying to think of who they will have as a co-main. The only thing I can think of is maybe, maybe Rose Nami Yunus will defend her belt as a uh, co-main. That's all I can think of, but, uh, they don't need, they don't need the big names on this. What they need is the up-and-comers. Now, a lot of those up-and-comers are already booked. Uh, Paulo Costa, Israel Adesanya, um, Darren Till. Some of these big names are already booked. But the reason that you need the big names is because every single household is going to be watching Conor McGregor versus Khabib. You're going to have, I don't know. 2 million plus pay-per-view buys on this. Okay. Excuse me. You're going to have probably 2 million pay-per-view buys. It's a lot of people with a lot of eyes on this pay-per-view. So what you need to do is you need to put your young up-and-comers, the guys who you're looking to sell pay-per-views in the future. Okay. 
Look at a guy like Sugar Sean O'Malley, who I think I recall him saying he will be ready around October. Put a guy like Sugar Sean O'Malley as the co-main on this. Sugar Sean O'Malley is a guy who can sell pay-per-views in the future. But right now, not everybody knows who he is. So put him as the co-main for Connor and Khabib. The world is going to get to see Sugar Sean O'Malley. The world is going to know his name. All right? The world is going to pay for his pay-per-view in the future when he is contending for a title. That's how you build a star. That's how you promote a guy. That's what you have to do if you're the, if you are the UFC. Okay, I'm, I can't I can't stress that enough. Put these young stars on this card. It will help you in the future. It will help your pay per view buys. It will help your business. All right. Some more things in the news. Uh, GSP uh, speaking to Submission Radio in Australia uh, yesterday, I believe said that he's interested in the winner of Conor McGregor and Khabib. He said that would be a big fight for his legacy. He's all about legacy. He's not about money. He's not about anything else. He's about his legacy. Uh, so that's a fight that he's, you know, very interested in. Um, Khabib, we've heard say, you know, Khabib, Khabib wants GSP. So if Khabib wins, you can guarantee we will see Khabib against GSP. I'm guessing at 155, I'm I'm guessing that uh that GSP can cut down to that weight. You know, it gets harder as you get older, but he's a professional. So, if he takes the fight, he's going to make the weight. Um and then GSP versus Connor. GSP versus Connor would be the biggest selling pay-per-view of all time. It would double what we are going to get with Connor and Khabib. You go back to the last uh the last Madison Square Garden card GSP versus Bisping did almost 900,000 pay-per-views okay GSP is still a name he is still a name by himself you do GSP against Connor the world will erupt all right so whoever wins this fight i'm leaning on Khabib heavily but whoever wins this fight you can expect them to have the biggest fight of all time against GSP. Um, oh, God, just just thinking about that gets me hyped. Um, some other things going on in the news, just some little tidbits. The Contender Series returns tomorrow. Um, you will see the second performance this season of Greg Hardy, the former Carolina Panther, former Dallas Cowboy who had a monstrous, monstrous knockout uh, early in the season. The UFC decided to bring him back for a second show. Um, you can guarantee if he if he knocks a guy out on this second episode, he will be on a pay-per-view soon, okay? He's already got a name to him, um, but the power that this guy has in his hands, and he is very, very raw, very new to MMA, you put him against some vet, he's going to destroy it. He's going to get destroyed. But uh, he's going to be introduced to some some UFC-level talent very soon um, if he keeps knocking these guys out on the Contender Series. Guaranteed. Um, some, some tweets I saw this morning from uh, MMA manager Ali Abdelaziz. Some, some cryptic tweets. 
Uh, one said USADA fake. He tweeted that early this morning or last night, where, wherever you were, whatever time zone you were in. Said USADA fake. That's all it said. Um, so from that, we can only assume that one of his fighters may have tested positive at UFC 227. But then hours later, he also said, big news coming soon with uh, the little flame emojis, which makes it seem like it's positive. So um, if those two are linked, I don't know what to expect. He represents Henry Cejudo. He represents Cody Garbrandt. So there's a million possibilities here. You, you see something about USADA fake. It's like, man, did, did Henry Cejudo or Cody Garbrandt test positive? For a banned substance at UFC 227. Then you see big news coming soon. And it's like, huh, did uh, did TJ Dillashaw test positive? And he's saying, you know, big news, Cody got gypped in this fight. Or did none of this have to do with anything from UFC 227? Maybe it's a random fighter. And his big news coming soon is a fight announcement for... Another one of his fighters, such as Kamaru Usman. Maybe we're getting Usman against Covington. You know, maybe that's the big news. Nobody really knows. I hope he comes out with it and says it soon enough, or the UFC comes out with some news, or whoever has to reveal this to anybody. Um, you know, hopefully we find out what the hell he's talking about soon. Um, uh, we've got the PFL going on this week. Uh, I believe it's this week, is it? As a following week. Might be the following week. PFL six uh, will be coming soon. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of the PFL. Um, I saw their numbers through the first four shows were struggling, um, especially the fourth show did really poor. Um, the thing that the PFL has to do, and this is with any startup business, this is if you are in retail or wherever you are, anywhere where you have to make money. You have to be able to survive through the first year or two. That's it, okay? Make a name for yourself and survive. If people start to look at the PFL PFL and say, hey, they really are giving out a million dollars to their winners, you know? Now you're going to have some bigger name fighters start to transition to the PFL. Um, Cub Swanson is a name that he was a free agent recently. He re-signed with the UFC. But he was quoted as saying that he got a really good offer from another organization that he was considering very much. And in the end, he decided to sign with the UFC. And he says that organization was not Bellator. So I had this feeling that it may have possibly been the PFL. And he looked at it and said, this doesn't this isn't as stable as I would like to see from um from an organization that I joined. That's another thing that he said on the UFC embedded episodes. He said he signed with the UFC because of the stability of the organization. So it makes me think that maybe he was considering signing with the PFL and he didn't think that they would uh, last or have that stability. So if the PFL shows some stability over these first few years, fighters will acknowledge that They may get cut from the UFC. Maybe they feel they're not getting promoted by the UFC. Maybe they feel like they're not getting paid enough by the UFC. They will start to come to the PFL when they see the opportunity for that million dollars. But they've got to survive these first couple years. If they don't survive and they go under, then, uh, 
you know, it's a shame. It's a, it's a shame. So I would like to see them survive and uh, have some variety in our in our MMA shows. Um, but other than that, I mean, we've got a few more weeks before we get to a UFC show, UFC Nebraska. Um, I'm on vacation from work for the next two weeks, and it seems like this is always the way it ends up. You know, I get a vacation, and then I get no UFC fights during that vacation. So uh, I'm dealing with that. I'm also dealing with a battery that is about to die on this laptop. So if you guys listened in, uh, I got about a half hour into this episode. Kind of want to get my episodes around 40, 45 minutes. Um But uh, under the circumstances, this is what I'm left with. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you give some feedback. Like I said, go on uh, Fight Stance Pod Twitter page and take that Twitter poll. Let us know what you want to see from a podcast, audio only. If you want to see video, if you want to see our live reactions on a a live YouTube channel, let us know that. And... uh, Always remember to follow Fight Stance JC, Fight Stance Flex, and Fight Stance Pod on Twitter, as well as Fight Stance Podcast on Instagram. Thank you for listening, and y'all have a good one.